Welcome everybody, on both in person and on Zoom. My name is Liz and I am one of the pastors here and I'm so delighted that you are here worshipping with us this morning. Okay, so how many of you um, accessed something on the internet this week? Stick your hand up. Um, okay, pretty much 100%. Um, how many of you went to buy something like a tent, and then notice that there were like tent adverts on everything that you looked up, okay? You know, there's just, a, the internet knows and understands us um, and is very, very quick to respond to the things that we type in, that we look at. One of the things which is almost kind of fun is the way that Amazon Prime, the movies, will, will sort of adjust depending on, you know, they've always got the recommended for Liz section, so I'm kind of curious because this last week, Simon and I watched a movie which was not our normal, perhaps. It was a, a semi-autobiographical movie about a lady called Rada Bla Blank, who is a hip-hop rapper. And um, it was fascinating. I, I wouldn't advise it for anyone under the age of about... 25? <laughs> no, honestly, it was, it, was, it was actually a fascinating movie, but the language was a little um, rich. But, um, you know, I, I suspect that I'm going to be getting a lot of hip-hop rapping movies suggested to me in the next days ahead. It's because the internet is constantly evolving and we all know the algorithms that are involved which adapt tweaking all the time so that if we go down one conspiracy theory route, we will probably be fed another 20 in the days uh, ahead. And all of us obviously use the internet all the time. We're looking at words and we're generating words. You probably read a blog or two this week or watched a vlog. I wrote a blog. I'm sure many of you have put words out into the ether over these last few days. Or maybe you looked at some art or read some poetry or listened to music and you had Spotify on in the background. And all these ways that we access words day after day in a torrent, much more so perhaps than when James was writing way back when. Our word consumption now is simply enormous. And kids, if you're listening now, I don't know, perhaps you'd like to think a little bit about the way that you use words. Do you use the same words with your parents and your friends and with God? Or do you have a slightly different vocabulary which you use with each one of those? Maybe give some thought while I'm talking about the way that you use words. We also have these wonderful pictures down the side of our sanctuary. Um, and if kids, you're wondering what to do now, you older children, perhaps you'd like to pick one of those and write out the story in your own words as to what was happening in this or how you feel about the picture and how you want to respond to it. Because we're going to be talking for a little bit now about the words that we use, how we use our words to be kind or unkind, all the different flavors of words that we use and also the manner in which we use them. I am slightly slow to most things, and I only recently discovered the, the term social influencer. Apparently, it actually was added to the, the dictionary in 2019. So, I mean, I'm not that far behind. Simon even knows the term influencer now, don't you, Simon? I don't know where you are now. Are you with the kids? Yeah. So, you know, the, the way that we are influenced by the things around us. 
I, this idea of an influencer being a user who's established credibility in a specific industry. To be honest, I went on the list of influencers that are most influencing at the moment. I actually didn't know any of them. So I clearly am not their target audience, but I'm sure maybe some of you are being influenced. I then went on the Times 100 list and I was, I scored slightly better on that. I think I knew two on that. So, um, but as I was thinking about influencing and the way we use our words, I happened to upon this, uh, this paragraph. It was a comment from Jonathan Roden, who is a Stanford political scientist. And he said, for issue activists and party leaders in the United States, management of internal party heterogeneity, I had to practice that word, is a central task. In order to get what they want, the core of true believers on issue X must develop strategies for managing those who are more moderate or even opposing views, who identify with the party primarily because of issue Y. One strategy is persuasion on issue X via messaging, social media, partisan cable television, aimed at wayward co-partisans. Another is to demonize the out party on issue Y in an effort to convince voters that even if they disagree with the in party on issue X, the cost of allowing the out party to win are simply too high. A final strategy is to relentlessly enforce norms by shaming and ostracizing nonconformists. Okay, that was a bit of a mouthful, but did you get the basic gist? Their strategy is persuade, demonize, shame and ostracize. And I think we see that. We see that all around us. We hear it happening in the culture around us, whether we're on pro X or pro Y, we are very aware of the way that media is being used to alter and challenge our behavior. Okay, so obviously the question is on a Sunday morning at about 9.20, what, what do we as Christians do about this? How do we respond? Because I suspect all of you are yawning and saying, yes, Liz, we know way more than you do about all this stuff. So let's turn to James again. Because James really knew also that words matter. And we all know that words can be dangerous, that we can use them to shame and to ostracize and to demonize. But we can also, as James says, use them to bless and encourage. So James is addressing this chapter to teachers and challenging them. Now, if you think about the kind of culture that they were in at the time, teachers would have had a particular influence and they would have been a particular source of information. But translate that now forward 2,000 years and all of us, each one of us in this room from the smallest to the largest has a role in teaching others because we are all putting words out into our community, into our culture, which are expressing viewpoints. And so I think we can all take on board the warnings that he gives to us as teachers. Everyone offers their words into our community. And our words reveal exactly who we are and how we want the world to be for good or ill. We all know that words can be nice. Or think of a good teacher or a positive word of affirmation you've heard from your boss or somebody. Or words can be horrid. We've all watched movies about mean girls and we've probably encountered some of them in our lives. Sorry, I don't know why it's always mean girls. Boys can be mean too. Mean girls, mean boys. And then James goes lyrical on how dangerous the tongue is. A restless evil, full of deadly poison, untamable. Remember those words, demonize and shame? Well, okay, perhaps one solution is for us all just to be quiet. Maybe we should just stop talking. Shh, silence, no more words, stop using anything, just 
retreat into a little cocoon or bubble? Well, maybe. But interestingly, that's really not where James goes. He, the two metaphors he uses or the two examples he uses are he talks about a horse and he talks about a boat. Now, think about it. In James' environment, horses and boats would have been absolutely vital. They were the way you got yourself from A to B. They were the ways you got commerce from A to B. They were in use all the time. They were absolutely invaluable. So far from telling people to be quiet, James is telling people, be controlled, be disciplined, be thoughtful. You don't just say to a pack horse, off you go, deliver your goods where you will. You direct them. You tell them that they've got to go from A to B to deliver the goods. And so it is with our speech. Our speech has to be purposeful. We have to know that we're getting from A to B. We should have a purpose for us, our speech because we can use it so positively. James also said it's to bless the Lord and Father and to bless each other. We can build up and use our words with healthy, in healthy ways. So James doesn't say, don't talk, don't speak, be quiet. But as he goes on, what he says is that what we say, and again, this is probably fairly obvious, comes from what is within. And he uses these words. He tells us to be pure and peaceable, understanding, gentle, willing to yield. Adjects that have to do with being wise and our disposition. And he also tells us about our actions. He tells us we have to be full of mercy and full of good fruits. And then finally, he talks about us being constant. He says, no partiality or hypocrisy. He invites us to be constant people. The message is clear that what we say comes out of what's inside. And that's, of course, where the problem is. Because all of us inside are a mixture of kind of holy and unholy, healed and unhealed, messy and clear. We, we, we know that we are works in process. And we know that we need to be healthier and that our words need to come out of a healthier place. And Jesus, James's challenge is to be very conscious of how our interior worlds are being shaped. By the power of the Holy Spirit, all those words had such echoes of the gifts and fruit of the Holy Spirit. And of course, we have the model of Jesus. Jesus, who was able to be God, who was God incarnate, who was able to express words. But note, when you look at Jesus's words, he's not always nice. He can be very direct, very blunt, very clear about the things that he says and does. So how are we going to take note of what's inside and what's coming out? Well, as I was thinking about this this week, I thought of a little challenge, which I'm going to do, and I'd encourage you to do as well. I don't know, do any, I mean, do any of you have any food allergies or um, gluten-free or peanuts or, you know, okay. And some of you do, and all of you will probably know someone who's had some kind of nut allergy or, or something. They're very prevalent these days. So one of the things that if you've got a nut allergy you have to do is, or an allergy and you don't know where it's coming from, is you start with a food diary. You begin to talk about everything that you've taken in and then you kind of report how it made you feel. Then you begin to eliminate things or maybe you eliminate everything. Talk about what's going on in your body and then you begin to reintroduce foods into your body and see how's it doing. Is it, am I still okay now that I'm drinking milk or eating cheese or whatever it is? What would it look like for us to do an input audit, a word audit? 
So instead of doing um, a food diary, you kept a diary over the next few weeks about where you are getting your input from and then how it makes you feel, how it makes you behave. So if you are a regular on Twitter, you kind of have a little, okay, Twitter, ask your phone, how long did I spend tweeting or reading tweets this week? Your phone will probably tell you. I don't know. I don't actually have Twitter, but I have everything else. But, you know, 20 minutes. How did it make you feel? Pretty awful. Okay. Eliminate Twitter for a couple of weeks. And then maybe you will want to reintroduce it or maybe you won't. I wonder what it would look like if we looked at all our inputs, all the ways that we spend our time. And that could even include things which feel, if you like, nourishing, like reading the news or all the other things that you do on the internet. Why not itemize them? Have a look at them, examine them. Wonder exactly how and why you're doing them. And then how are you balancing that? How are you counterbalancing that with the other inputs that you're putting into your life? How are you balancing that with the ways that you use scripture? How are you balancing that with the ways you pray? How are you balancing that with the way you interact with other people? Think of it as a, a word, examine. We often ask you to do an examine in the evenings, to look back over the day. So perhaps you'll include this as a little note at the end of, at the end of your journal, at the end of a day, at the end of a week. Our words do matter, and we are producing them at a ridiculously high rate and volume. And so even as James talked about bridling the horse or steering the boat, be very aware that the things that you put into you are the things that will come out to you. And then as well as you think about the ways that you're consuming things, take note of the fact that you are in a community. And I love the fact that Jesus called us to be accountable to one another so that we can be known by others, so that people can say to you, hey, how was your word consumption this week? How did you do? Did you feel like it was healthy or unhealthy? Did you feel like the things that came out of you reflected the things that were, you put into you? Take some time at small group this week to check in with each other and say, how did that make you feel? What, is it, what does it feel like to do a word diary? Today, we're welcoming four new members into our community and we do this periodically. And it's an opportunity for us to get to know people and to say to them, how are you doing? To say what is going on in your life, to be open and aware of each other. And so I invite you, we're going to have a few moments of quiet in a moment just before I invite our members up to sign the book. This week, can you make sure that you watch what the inputs are that you're putting into your body, your mind, your heart, so that you're able to be a steady person? Note those words again from James chapter 3. Pure, peaceable, gentle, full of mercy and good fruits with no partiality or hypocrisy, to be wise and steady. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, will you help us to grow in our constancy? Will you help us to be wise as we consider the words that we use and engage with? Will you help us to weed out of our lives things which are unhelpful, and to feed on things which nourish and grow. 
Thank you, Jesus, that you are always our example. Able to speak clearly into situations and circumstances. Able to speak words of life and truth. May we follow you more closely in the ways that we speak. Amen.